Thanks so much for joining the Women in Faith podcast. I'm Stephanie Schwartz, the host of Women in Faith, and our podcast is here to help women trust and obey God by knowing and applying His Word. I'd like to talk about the topic of social media, particularly Christian women and social media. And I'd like to do that in three sessions, starting with our session today, thinking through as Christians, as Christian women, what should we be known for on social media? Next time, thinking about how our social media time is impacting our own souls. And then finally, how we can use social media as a tool for good. Now, we know there are lots of passions out there in the social media world, all sorts of frustrations. People express their opinions. They get to express their joys. We hear a lot of, you know, really passionate things in the social media world. There is a recent government Senate hearing that's involving a former Facebook employee and whistleblower. A whistleblower is someone who blows a whistle, so to speak, and says, we need to notice this. Something's going on here that isn't right. Her name is Frances Haugen. She's been exposing things that are going wrong uh, behind the scenes at Facebook and Instagram and how it's impacting the users of social media. She said in an interview with 60 Minutes that we live in an information environment that is full of angry, hateful, polarizing content. And I'm sure you've all seen that when you've gone on to social media sites, particularly in this case, Facebook and Instagram, seen that angry, hateful, polarizing content. Uh, She says it erodes our civic trust. It erodes our faith in each other. It erodes our ability to want to care for each other. The vision of Facebook that exists today is tearing our societies apart and causing ethnic violence around the world. That is a quote, again, from Frances Haugen, who worked for Facebook and is trying to expose some of the problems with these social media platforms. She says, again, that social media has become a place where people feel comfortable being angry, mean, and even hateful. Now, that doesn't work for us as Christians. We've got to say as Christians, as Christian women, what do we want to be known for on social media? And I think the easiest way to do that is to ask ourselves, what would Jesus be known for if he were on social media? What would Jesus post? What would he comment? What would he like? And we can answer that if we just think through what Jesus said in response to a question about what is the greatest commandment. Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven through 40 records his response to that question. It says, Jesus said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus said, on these two commandments depend all the law and prophets. So interesting. Jesus was asked for one great greatest commandment and said, 
love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And then he added that there is also a second like it, love your neighbor as yourself. So we are called to love God and to love others. And you might think, okay, what does this have to do with social media? Well, we can think through our social media posts and comments and likes and say, are we loving God? Are we putting the interests of God before our own? And are we loving others in our social media use? I think to do this, we can be very effective if we just ask ourselves two simple questions before we post or comment or like. Will I be seen as kind? which is the call, the Christian call on our life? And do I have the potential or will I stumble others? So will I be seen as kind and will I stumble others? So let's first think for a second about will I be seen as kind? We know that kindness is a fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5.22 says that. The fruit of the Spirit, it's behavior that should come from us because we have the third person of the triune God indwelling us as Christians. So we are called to be kind. Again, social media can be that place for people to express anger and meanness and hatred. It can be a place for people to rant, people to make statements that they would normally never make in front of a group of 50 or 20 or 10 or five or face to face with another human soul as they're looking into their eyes. But as we're sitting behind that screen, it's easy for a different side to come out, a mean, an angry, a hateful side, and that is not right for Christians. Now, if someone were to look at your social media feeds over time, what would they say that you're marked by? Are you marked by kindness or are you seen as mean and inconsiderate? God cares about that very much, and he calls us as his people to be kind. That's kind offline and online as well. Think about what Colossians 3, 12 and 13 says. It says, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved. Okay, so think about that. It says, put this on. This is what we're to put on. It's like, you know, getting a coat or your denim jacket or whatever it is, and you choose to put it on. So put this on because you're a Christian, because you're a follower of Christ. You're one of God's chosen ones, holy and beloved. This is what you put on, compassionate hearts kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. And then the verse continues, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Is that what you're known for on social media? Compassionate heart, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, bearing with people and forgiving others. Think about 1 Peter 3, 8 and 9. 1 Peter 3, 8 and 9 says, finally, all of you, so kind of as a wrap up, what's so important, all of you are to have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, a humble mind. And then it says, don't repay evil for evil, or reviling for reviling, just because others are angry or mean or hateful on social media, as Christians, we're not to repay them with the same thing. 
It says, but on the contrary, bless. And that bless means to speak well of. For to this you were called that you may obtain a blessing. That's the call on our life as Christians is to be people who are kind, who are people who speak well of others, uh, not people who repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling. And reviling is criticizing in an angry manner. We just shouldn't be seen doing that. And I really like what 2 Timothy 2, 24 and 25 says, talking about the Lord's servant. It says the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth. So God might grant repentance to opponents if they're corrected with gentleness, if God's servant is not quarrelsome, but kind and able to teach and patiently enduring evil. Are we honoring God by being known as being kind? Do we post our rants do we comment on people's rants? Do we like other people's rants and give thumbs up to those who wax on about their opinions? Do you think Jesus would like those rants and give a thumbs up to those rants? The scripture says that we might even want to consider whether we're even friends with people who rant. Think about Proverbs 22, 24, and 25. It says, make no friendship with a man given to anger, nor go with a wrathful man, lest you learn his ways and entangle yourself in a snare. So we're not even supposed to be friends with those who are given to anger or wrathful because we don't want to imitate that behavior and be caught up in a snare, in a snare of wrongdoing ourselves. Those rants can be a real stumbling block to other people. So that's the second question that we need to ask ourselves besides, will I be seen as kind, is will I stumble other people? And you stumble somebody, a stumbling block. Think about that. You're walking in the road and you trip over, you know, the pavement where it's elevated or where the pavement drops. There's a warning in the scripture about how we can stumble other people. And we can actually stumble other people uh, by doing things, sometimes even things that we have the uh, permission to do as Christians, but it's not wise to do it because when we do it, we have the potential to harm others. We see the Apostle Paul talking about this in 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 8, 9 through 13, he's talking about the topic of meat sacrificed to idols, which isn't something that we ever really have to deal with. But back then, they would often sacrifice meat to idols. Now, Paul said these idols, we know that they're nothing. Uh, they're just pieces of rock or wood, right? It's no big deal. But uh, even though, you as a Christian, he would say, have the right to eat meat sacrificed to idols because, again, an idol is nothing. You don't want to do it if it's going to hurt somebody else when they see you doing it. So he says in 1 Corinthians 8, 9, take care that this right of yours, that is to eat meat sacrificed to idols, does not somehow become a stumbling block to the weak. So that is if someone else were to see you doing that or hear of you doing that, that that would harm them or hurt them or trip them up. 
For if anyone sees you who have knowledge eating in an idol's temple, will he not be encouraged, if his conscience is weak, to eat food offered to idols? And so by your knowledge this weak person is destroyed, the brother for whom Christ died. Yikes, thus sinning against your brothers and wounding their conscience. When it's weak, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if food makes my brother stumble, I will never eat meat lest I make my brother stumble. So we got to really think about this, especially in the social media venues or these places where we're on these social media platforms, because we're putting a lot out there. And we've got to really think if something makes another Christian stumble, then I'm going to choose to never post about it or comment about it or like it, because I don't want to sin against Christ by harming, wounding the conscience of another Christian brother or sister. What kind of things can stumble our brother or sister? Well, the first one's probably pretty easy to think about, and that is uh, immodest photos. Uh, us as women, we have the potential to post immodest photos. And I don't mean photos where your shoulders are showing because you were wearing the cute dress with the spaghetti straps to the wedding. I'm talking about photos where we really focus in on our private parts. That tends often to be photos of cleavage, you know, and you'll see those photos where someone's showing something in their hand, like, you know, look at my orange juice or whatever, but really leaning into that camera so that you see more cleavage than orange juice. I've seen it many times. I'm sure that you have too. But anything where you're focusing on private parts, like really showing off those private parts, uh-uh, we should not be doing that. You know, in fact, besides being a stumbling block, it's just not wise in general. Proverbs 11.22 tells us, like a gold ring in a pig's snout is a beautiful woman without discretion. Gold rings were given to accentuate beauty. They would put them in their nose, in their ear to accentuate beauty. And if you took this gold ring that was to accentuate beauty and you put it in the nose of a pig and it's trodden through all of this mud and dung and dirt, it's going to be absurd. And really, that's the teaching of the proverb, the absurdity of a beautiful woman really flaunting her private parts. Uh, it's not attractive. It's not attractive before the Lord, and it's not something that we should be doing as Christian women. So if you're openly parading your body parts before your social media followers, and you know if you are. I mean, if you're listening to me, you can be honest with yourself right now. You know when you are. You know when you got that photo and those, you know, shots look really good of those private parts and you're thinking you look awesome and you want to post that. If Jesus wouldn't like it, don't post it. Another one besides the immodest photos would be photos containing alcohol. And I see that in the passage where Paul gives that warning in 1 Corinthians 8, because in verse 10, he says, as we read, if anyone sees you who have this knowledge eating in an idol's temple, will he not be encouraged if his conscience is weak to eat food offered to idols? 
posting those photos with alcohol have the potential to embolden others who don't want to drink or who shouldn't be drinking to embolden them to say, hey, you know what? She's a Christian and she drinks. I see her drinking. It's not wise to embolden or to encourage somebody else to participate in something that they might be refraining from or they might not want to participate in or it might be very harmful for them and then to think later that they were emboldened because of what you posted. And then there are others out there that if they see photos of alcohol, they might question your spiritual maturity, even your authenticity as a Christian. So it's really not worth it. I mean, ask yourself, do I really have to post that photo with the alcohol in it? And if Jesus were to say, hey, you know, that photo is going to hurt someone else's conscience, would you really say, I don't care? It's my photo. I love that photo. I love the way I look in that photo. I like the friends that I'm with in that photo. What would be the heart behind that thinking? It definitely wouldn't be a priority on loving God or loving others. Uh, Another one that we see a lot, we see a lot on social media is bashing politicians. And that's a hard one because, uh, you know, we are at liberty to disagree with politicians, but we shouldn't ever have the angry, mean, hateful spirit behind it. Romans 13 says, let every person be subject to governing authorities. There is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. So just thinking about that, you know, when I'm putting up statements uh, about political views, which I have the right to do, I don't want to come off as bashing as angry or mean or hateful because I'm always remembering in my mind that there is no authority except from God and those that exist have been instituted by God. And then verse seven continues, pay to all what is owed to them, taxes to whom taxes are owed, revenue to whom revenue is owed, respect to whom respect is owed, and honor to whom honor is owed. So we want to disagree, but disagree with a sense of deference. And if we must speak our mind, that's okay. Go for it. But we've got to do it in a way that wouldn't seem angry, mean, hateful, that would not stumble those who are watching. And then we just think and think again, would Jesus post this? Would Jesus comment on this? Would Jesus like this? And if the answer is no, then let's not do it. The fourth one that uh, definitely has a potential to stumble another is crude humor. Uh, there's nothing wrong with jokes and fun jokes, but anytime that there's a crudeness that's involved, we need to stop. I mean, it's not even right for us as Christians. Ephesians 5, 4 says, let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. So anything with foul language with that filthiness or foolish talk or crude joking, uh, we can't be posting that, commenting on that, or liking that as Christians. Uh, We really have the ability to stumble others and to be in sin ourselves if we participate in that stuff. And the last one is kind of interesting, but I think the last one that can be a real stumbling block and we might not realize it is when we fight with each other, when we fight with other Christians on social media. And I've seen people do this, and you probably have as well. But social media is not a place to fight with each other. 
If you have a problem with another Christian, the scripture would call you to work it out or resolve it face to face. Uh, Think about what Jesus said in John 13, 34 and 35. Uh, Jesus said, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. Then he said, listen to this, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. That's amazing. That's how people will know that you are a Christian, that you are a follower of Christ, not because you can preach the gospel so effectively, but if you have love for one another, for fellow Christians. So again, if you've got a tiff or an argument or a dispute with another Christian that you know, don't fight about it in a public forum like that. Because Jesus, by that verse, John 13, 34 and 35, gives the world the right to judge whether or not we're actually born again Christians based on the way that we love each other in our Christian communities. So we're not going to trash our Christian witness to get our way because that would be making things about ourselves and not Jesus. It wouldn't be loving God. Uh, it wouldn't be loving others. And if you think, wow, it kind of sounds like I can't have fun online anymore or fun on my social media sites, well, think about what Romans 14, 15 says. It says, if your brother is grieved by what you eat, you're no longer walking in love. By what you eat, do not destroy the one for whom Christ died. Paul is saying your liberty, your liberties as a Christian must be limited by love. You have got to limit your liberty because you love God and because you love others. So we've got to ask ourselves some honest questions with respect to our social media use. Is our focus on God? Uh, is it on others or is it on ourselves? And I think we can do that again by asking those two basic questions before we post or comment or like. Will I be seen as kind if I do this? And do I have the potential or will I stumble others? Because people are watching. Many, many people are watching what we post, what we comment on, and what we like. But even more importantly, so is God. And God's not only looking at what we do, but he knows why we do it. So next time, we're going to think through how our social media time is impacting our own souls. So thanks so much for listening. Please don't forget to subscribe to the Women in Faith podcast. You can email wf at compasschurch.org. That's for women in faith at compasschurch.org with any questions or topic suggestions. And I look forward to meeting with you next time as we continue to think through Christians, Christian women, and social media.